0: Runoff, a crime novel about election fraud, evokes a curious timelessness of classic detective fiction. A noir gym, says Mystery Scene Magazine. Find it in ebook or trade paperback wherever books are sold. In this podcast, it's read by author Mark Coggins. Learn more about Mark and his other novels at markcoggins.com. Chapter 25 The Crab Lady I knew that checking out Guyberger's place would be a fishing expedition, but I didn't realize how much of one until I saw the words Harbormaster Road in Palmer cursive on the sheet of buttercream stationery Chris handed over. That turned out to be the main drag for the Oyster Point Marina, which was conveniently located on San Francisco Bay, less than a mile from Columbia Voting Technologies. I parked the galaxy behind a row of tractor trailer cabs with wind fairings like high foreheads. I flipped open the glove box to extract a pin light and a set of lock picks I referred to as mother's little helpers and stepped outside. It was cold and blustery. The sun had dipped behind the thicket of sailboat masts in the marina and the roof of the darkening sky was streaked with cirrus clouds like thin-spread cake frosting. It didn't take long to determine that the address Chris had given me was nothing more than a mailbox at the harbormaster's office, and that getting the actual birth number for Guyberger's boat from the aforementioned master, whose personal space was heavily infused with the oily bouquet of diesel fuel, was admitting an interest in a dead man's property that didn't seem becoming. I made a full tour of the walkway that led along the 14 marina fingers, dodging goose shit from the strutting, non migrating geese that had deposited it, looking in vain for any kind of birth directory or an obvious indicator about which of the 300 plus vessels must be Guyberger's. I went past the place where the breakwater abutted the land and stopped to stare out at the fishing pier that projected from the point. There was a lone fisherman at the end of the pier with a tall casting rod. He had the rod parked in a holder and seemed to be more concerned about consuming a hot dog in a bud than catching any fish. Watching him reminded me that I hadn't had anything to eat since breakfast. I turned back from the pier and trudged over to a combination bait shop, mini mart, that some entrepreneurial genius had set up to meet all the needs of the frustrated marina fishermen. The delaminated door in the boxy prefabricated building made an obnoxious scraping noise as I opened it. The proprietress, a stout middle aged woman wearing a bucket hat and a sleeveless blouse that exposed flabby salmon pink arms, seemed a nerd to it. She remained hunched over something she was working on behind the counter A small TV bolted to the ceiling above her, showing a bleary rerun of M.A.S.H. I went to the cooler for a can of Tecate beer and then came up to the roller grill she had going near the register to get a dog. There were five in rotation and they all looked like they'd been cooking since Alan Alda pinched his first nurse. I selected a bun and used a set of tongs to snag a wiener near the back that seemed the least leathery. I was squirting mustard down the middle of it when the woman behind the counter finally looked up. Wait, she said. Don't do that. I froze with the mustard dispenser poised in midair. What? She craned her neck to look at the roller grill. Oh, that's okay. There's still enough left. Enough left for what? She laughed and brought a weathered hand up to cover her mouth. A beat went by, and then she muttered, "'Crab fishing!' behind her palm. "'I don't see a crab bait sign. "'Exactly where are the hot dogs meant for human consumption?' She laughed again. She pulled her hand away and waved me off, a lumpy charm bracelet jangling at her wrist. "'Those wieners have been cooking since this morning. "'I would have put on a fresh one for you if you asked. "'I'll tell you what, that one's on the house.' I put the mustard up and went to work with the onion and relish containers. No need. If it's good enough for the crabs, it's good enough for me. But I didn't think you were allowed to fish for crab inside the bay. She shook her head and went back to what she'd been working on, which I now realized was tying up a hot dog in some sort of wire mesh trap. You can't fish for dungeness in the bay. Any other species is fine. I frowned and looked out the window behind her. The sun had dropped all the way behind San Bruno Mountain to the west. But can you fish at night? What I meant by the question was can you see to fish at night, but she apparently took it a different way. She looked up at me with a conspiratorial expression. Harbormaster goes home at six. He'll never know, even if you use a boat. I see. Well, your secret's safe with me. I put the dog in one of those paper trays you get at mini-marts, and pushed it and the beer onto the counter for her to ring up. She wiped her hands on her jeans and punched a couple of buttons on the register. That'll be 640. While I rooted in my hip pocket for my wallet, she brought a small basket from behind her and set it on the counter. Lemon for your beer! Inside the basket was a pair of ancient lemons, so desiccated and pale they looked like bird skulls. I declined and handed over a five and two ones putting the change from the transaction in her Shriner's jar. Thank you, sir. My husband Bob was a Shriner. Couldn't wait to put on the fez and ride his motorcycle in the parades. You've been doing some fishing yourself? No, I was looking at a boat. Larry Kosub's Bayliner? Not his. But that reminds me. Didn't that guy who went postal at that voting machine company have a boat here? The crab lady nodded and carefully lowered the baited trap to the floor. She picked up an empty one and set it on the stool by the register. That's right, George Geiberger. But some hotshot private dick settled his hash before he could hurt anyone. Pass me another dog, will you? I picked out another wiener with the tongs, put it on a paper tray, and slid it across to her. Being called a hotshot was worth a small celebration at least, so I popped my beer and took a couple of big swallows. It tasted better than it had any right to. Did you know him? I know all the liver boards. Where else are they going to buy groceries? He moved onto the boat after his wife divorced him. You should have seen all the crap he brought with him. First time I saw someone try to stow a lawnmower on a boat. He was a bit of a loner, though. Didn't really talk to anyone. To tell you the truth... I didn't have much of an opinion about him one way or the other. What sort of boat did he have? She grinned at me, hoping to get a cheap price on it from the estate. I grinned back. Maybe. It's a cabin cruiser, a little bit older, a 1972 Chris Craft Constellation, but he'd refurbished it real nice. She looked over at me, apparently expecting me to say something. When I didn't, she prompted, aren't you going to ask me how big it is? Of course. How big is it? It's a 45-footer. Got a guest and a master stateroom, two heads, galley, nice salon and sun deck, the whole nine yards. Sounds nice. What do you think it would go for? Hard to say with those older boats. If you found the right buyer, you could probably get 100000 but as part of a probate sale, where they're looking to clear the cash as quick as possible, I imagine it might go for as little as 80 I inhaled about half the dog and chewed thoughtfully. That would be more in my price range. Do you know where it's berthed? Maybe I'll sneak a peek at it while I'm here. Sure. She tapped a marina map, thumbtacked to a pole by the register. It's in the last finger. Number fourteen just out the door along the breakwater. I think it's berth number seven, somewhere in the middle anyway. You can't miss it. It'll be the only 45-footer with a red canvas tarp over the aft deck. I nodded my thanks while I wolfed down the rest of the hot dog. What about your boat? I asked just to be friendly. What kind is it? She laughed and waved her arm at me again. I think you got a wrong idea, bub. "'Mine's just a skiff with an outboard. "'I put a plastic lawn chair in it "'and string up one of those work lights mechanics use, "'and I got me a poor man's crabber.' "'I pounded the rest of the beer "'and threw the can and the crumpled hot dog tray into the trash. "'Well, happy hunting tonight, "'and make sure you throw back any dunginess you happen to catch.' "'She winked at me. "'You betcha!' You have been listening to Runoff, a book hard-boiled great James Crumley described as a smart, funny, spooky, often touching, always entertaining romp. Find it in ebook or trade paperback wherever books are sold. In this podcast, it's read by author Mark Coggins. Learn more about Mark and his other novels at markcoggins.com.